The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, BronxPinstripes.com proudly brings to you the most exciting Yankees podcast in the world, George's Box. Welcome back to George's Box. I'm JJ. I'm Nick. It's a good day to be a Yankee fan. We're getting cl- we just bought right before this. We bought our opening day tickets. So Doing we're some screen sharing, checking out the map, looking at the value. We're all set. Yeah, like that's one thing off the off the plate. We're definitely going to be there. And advice to everybody: right now, the tickets are cheaper on Yankees.com than they are on StubHub. So just in case anybody's doing some last minute looking. Yeah, which is odd. You pointed it out to me because, like, I've looked a couple times and I hadn't noticed, but, like, they've been lowering the prices. I guess they're not selling as well as they'd like. I mean, ideally, Yankee, you know, Yankees opening day is sold out months ago. Ideally, and think of it, it's Red Sox and it's Cole. Like, if, if that's not going to sell out, what game is <laughs> what game is going to sell out? Yeah, well, I mean, I think there's, you know, a lot of other stuff going on. You know, people have had a rough year, money, you know, whatever. Like, it's not... It's not cheap. <laughs> it's a, no, no. With fees and stuff, like the cheapest thing to get in the stadium, and now you haven't had a bite to eat, you haven't had anything to drink, you haven't parked, you're looking at $90 a person. So It's going to be a lot. And I bet those the Saturday and Sunday games, I could see those games being like two-thirds of the way full, especially that Sunday night game at 7 o'clock on opening weekend. It's probably yeah. going to be like 35, 40 degrees. <laughs> I mean, yeah. that's going to be a tough sell. Yeah, no, the early games are always a tough sell. Um, and there's just like – like I don't know. I mean, we'll, we'll we'll talk about it, and I think we've got one more episode that we've got. Then we've got to give like our predictions. Yes, you know. Yes. So we've still got some time, but there's not like, could this team at this point? Could this team win the World Series? Yeah, every team could win the World Series. This team has a better shot than most teams in the league, but it doesn't have. But like. Someone could break their leg opening day and, and we're done. You know, like we're everything has gone wrong so many times. Everything would have to go right. Yeah. Going into 18, 19 and 20, I was confident 
not that they would win, but that they would be right there. And now going into this year, I'm thinking about everything has to go right. Donaldson has to you know, find his MVP form from seven years ago. Severino has to return to 2018 form from four years ago. Like there's a lot of things like that that have to break our way. And it's just not very probable. Yeah. But <laughs> we're trying to stay positive. We're yes. trying to – but it's just there are so many times where – and I think when you look at like 18, 19, 20 – because 17 was such a surprise. 16, like, we knew we weren't going to be great. But, like, ah, who knows? Maybe A-Rod hits 45 home runs and doesn't get released halfway through the season. <laughs> you know, crazy things like that. And then after 17, it was like, we're definitely going to win because we have all these great pieces and we're only adding great pieces. And the the new pieces, the added pieces, none of the pieces has ever let us down. And now the pieces have let us down. So like, we don't expect success out of these guys. And I think that's why I come across as negative so often because like, yeah, I mean, what the fuck have these guys done? You know? Yeah. When you're the American league favorite two, three years in a row, whatever it's been, and you don't even go to the world series. It's disappointing. We also didn't get a shiny new toy this year going into 18. We got Stanton going into 20. We got Cole. So it just adds a lot more excitement when you get that big ticket item. You know, IKF and, and Donaldson, that's not exactly Cole and Stan. Yeah. But, like, how many, you know, you can only have so many Coles and Stantons. You're we right. have three, six, seven right fielders on our team. <laughs> like, maybe yeah. a little diversity would have been good. <laughs> but we no, have three we guys do. who play the same position, who are pretty much the same size, which is a bad size to be. <laughs> uh, you know, in terms of longevity, and the one who wins gold gloves there is not, not going to play it at all. No, no, and and can't make contact. But it, yeah. but he is left-handed. He gives him a different gives him a different look. We're gonna dive. I know we have like a whole format to go through. But a random thought I had: like we're paying Joey Gallo like ten and a half million dollars. Yeah. This year. Should we have offered him like just two years, twenty five? Like buy out that first year of no shift. Like we'll take you your first no shift. You're going to need – I don't think unless he has some monster season, which is very out of character, he is not going to get a huge contract because he's still playing in the shift. And now, you know, in negotiations, they'll throw out there like, oh, well, we project, you know, expected batting average without the shift. He might be open to like a one-year prove-it deal. And I thought maybe we could have locked it up on the cheaper side. Yeah, and he's still 27, so I'm sure he would have been fine with that and then test the market again after you can cash After in. a year of no shift. Yeah. yeah. Bor- Boris's binder, Boris's shift binder, If I don't even know if Boris is his agent, but whoever his agent is, that binder is going to be loaded with shift data. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, like how it's socialist and yeah, just like every crazy theory about it. Yeah, uh, and speaking of conspiracy theories and socialists, well, we'll start with some politics. Oh, Joey Gallo is a Boris client. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense. <laughs> He's going to Minnesota. <laughs> Let's start with politics, your favorite subject. Love it. Mayor Mayor Eric Adams has lifted the mandate for athletes and performers only. Thank you, Randy Levine. Randy and Levine yet- gets no credit. Randy Levine mean? had nothing to do with this. He helped. He was there. He was there with Alderson. The, the Steve Cohen donating to Adams helped too. Oh, so you think 
the one and a half million dollars is the same as Randy Levine going, ah, come on, we got pinstripes. Randy, no. Lo- Randy Levine is maybe one of the biggest power lawyers in New York City of any industry, of anybody. The guy what? gets shit done. What does he get done? He, yeah, he duped the city. He got the new stadium built. He got the Yes Network launched. Those are two monster things that he got done politically or, you know, in lawyer world. So, like, the stadium, yes. Because, well, the threat is we're going to, we're going to leave. And, you know, George was still involved at the time that they brokered that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he, you know, I remember, I don't know if you are old enough to remember, and you, you probably, you didn't get the New York Daily News, but there was like one time where they had, the NY was an NJ. It was like, will the boss move the Yankees to New Jersey? My dad used to tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. They, like they were, that was the like threat. Like New Giant Stadium, right? In the Meadowlands? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that was the threat for, you know, for a while and that played in. But like, so I've been, I mean, I've talked politics now for several years on this. I'm very liberal. Eric Adams is a scumbag. He's a Democrat. He's a scumbag. Like the timing, I listened to, to Michael K and Don LaGreca talk about it while Rosenberg just sat there. And <laughs> I mean, I think they summed it up great where they said, like, if you're going to lift it, and uh, Boomer and Geo were saying the same thing, like, you, the timing, the way it was rolled out, the one and a half million dollars, because at the same time, there was a whole hang up with de Blasio of, de Blasio had the ability to, to shut down Cohen buying the Mets because City Field is on like on city land. So yes. he had the ability to do that. Oh, $3 million to your pack. Now one and a half to Eric Adams pack. They're all bought and sold. Democrat, Republican, all scumbags. Um, and just the, the way it was rolled out of pulling it back, oh, like rolled back is just so poorly done. Like so poorly done, um, it's gonna the whole thing is gonna get thrown out. It's gonna be declared unconstitutional because you can't say that the richest people can make their money. Aaron Judge is gonna make twenty million dollars this year. There are cops that were making you know fifty five thousand dollars a year that now aren't making anything because they didn't want to get a vaccine. Yeah, I'm stunned that they did it just for athletes and performers. Remember, two days after. Eric Adams was being the tough guy saying, oh, Kyrie, they're going to have to wait get- their turn. Yeah. And then two days later, he does it. I don't know. And it was only 14. It was, I think, 1400 other New York City workers that, that lost their jobs. Yes. Yeah, right? City employees. City employees. That's like this. You work for the city. Garbage men. There were a lot of garbage men, some firefighters, some cops. Uh, they were all fired. But then you've got nurses. You've got um, which is I mean. I was – personally, I was fine with firing all these people, um, like nurses who don't want to get vaccines. Like, I don't know. Maybe you could go sell Percocet somewhere else. <laughs> um, and, you know, I think there were probably some teachers that were impacted. And then there were people who just had regular jobs. Like when they were doing the federal version of it, I don't, I don't know about your company. My company, we were all gearing up for like we are about to lose – we had an idea of how many people we were going to lose mm-hmm. because of it. Um, and in the city, like those people, you know, they were out. Yeah, I think it's definitely – I think everybody agrees it's a bad look for him to do it only for the athletes and performers and not and not the regular folk, if you will. Yeah. I think like everyday people, you know, are struggling. 
And to make the exception for Kyrie and Aaron Judge and maybe Rizzo, like, and DeGrom, apparently the Mets would have been even worse, I think is in poor taste. Um, I was fine with the vaccine mandate. I also don't live, I get vaccines and I don't live in New York, so it doesn't really matter if I was okay with it. Um, But we are declaring on this show that we are now not going to talk vaccines until April 25th. That's the first Blue Jays. Game. No, it's a, it's like a week before. Okay, got it's you. when we Put can start worrying. Yeah, I'll send you an Outlook reminder. Yeah, just because <laughs> unless it comes out and Aaron Judge is like, yeah, I didn't get it. I don't fucking care. You know, we're just gonna have to assume that there's some. I'm gonna get mad about it if it's a thing to get mad about later. I'll get mad about it later because it just I spent too much time driving myself insane about it. Yeah, no, we will. And just sticking sticking with Judge, you know, the reaction when the, the reporters asked him about it and he made that snide comment and he said, well, I'm happy for the Nets because now Kyrie was playing. I was actually talking to my dad about it on the phone and we were just thinking like Jeter never would have said some douchebag comment like that about something so serious. And just the way that people try to compare Judge to Jeter and just how ridiculous it is. It, it's just nuts. I mean, dude, you're preaching to the choir. Yeah. It's been <laughs> – Going on for years. I mean, all I've said is I want the Yankees because so the extension talks are maybe they're not even they're not going on yet. There's too much. I I don't know. There's just too many fucking reporters saying the same thing. Like someone goes, oh, hey, we're going to, you know, yeah, we're going to try to get it done, you know, before the season. And I got Mark Feinstein saying it, Jeff Passan, Lindsey Adler. They're all tweeting the exact same fucking quote. And it's like, well, we know. And it's like based on nothing. Like it's based on absolutely nothing. I don't know who – someone tweeted it um, over the weekend that um, he – you know, Aaron Judge is in a position – to maybe sign an extension this weekend, which just passed and didn't happen, and possibly the largest overall contract. Oh, hell no. There's and that's no what people way. start going. It's like that – Yankee fans start going nuts. Like, oh, it's about to be done. Yeah. It's like that would be so stupid to give him the biggest contract because then it was like, oh, here's all the guys and they were all five years younger than him. Yeah, that, that would be that would be the dumbest thing ever. And here's the dirty little secret. If he – strains a calf or pulls a hamstring tomorrow the price goes down <laughs> so yeah it kind of kind of makes sense to wait it out a little bit so cashman did say they will present an offer to him before opening day but i think that's just going to be for face i think it's going to be something on the lower end i don't know 150 over five years five years 30 million a year like i do think they will present him with something but i do not think he's going to accept it before opening day i think that on the open market there are teams out there that will give Aaron Judge eight years, $35 million a year. Okay. See, I don't. I, I think there's someone who will. Okay. I don't we know who. there. Yeah. But, you know, I, I think there there is always someone who's willing to do – or there's no one and it's all overhyped and it ends up in a, um, you know, a Correa situation where like this big offer never came. You're supposed to be the guy. But like, there's a chance that I think there's a good chance that there is, or seven years at you know thirty five million a year, something like that, and that's what his agent's telling him, and he would be willing to do that. A fair contract, as I said last week, I think is exactly what you said: five years, 
including this year, like the year that he wants 21 and we want to give him 19. He's making 35 and then four more years after that at 35, at 30, I mean. Um, and that's a good contract and that's $150 million in your pocket. Um, you're, you know, you'll be 35 coming out of that. You can earn what you can earn, but. When you look at the contracts that they were putting up against, like the Mike Trout, everyone likes to come back when I talk about trading uh, Judge. Like, well, Mike Trout's played last game. So, yeah, that's a bad contract. Like, that contract is not working. Yeah. And you might be like, well, Mike Trout's Mike Trout. Well, like, oh, the, he's got four at-bats in the postseason. Yeah, no. And Cole makes 36 a year, right? So they're, you don't. I don't think they are going to give Judge more than that annually. So you're looking in that 30 to like 35 range per year. I think it'll fall there. And then it's a matter of years. I think they may go to six max there. Well, you know, and, and that's the thing people say like, well, if Cole's getting 36 then judge should be 40, like look at how many home runs he hits. What? There is one Aaron Cole, uh, one Garrett Cole. There are maybe five Garrett Coles in the league. There are three Aaron judges on our team. They all play the same position. They're all the same size. Yeah. Yeah. If they're healthy, they mash. Yeah, I mean, I, like I was talking about, I forget who I was talking to this about, but for the for just this year, would you rather have Judge or Stanton? Um, like keep one. So, like, I don't know if they're healthy or not. Assume they both be healthy. Oh, if they're both healthy, then this year, then yeah, I'm taking Judge. Okay, see, I think I think I take Stanton. Judge is going to play more outfield. See, I, I mean, it's a tough one. Judge, you know, Judge is going to play more outfield. Um, he'll, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a toss up. I just look and, at Stanton's 2020 postseason. He homered in six straight games. And then this last September, he kind of carried them to the playoffs. He homered in the wild card but I, game. I'm also doing that with Stanton at 22 million and Judge at like 19. You tell me Judge is making $35 million. I'm going Stanton every time. Okay. Yeah. Stanton is a steal right now. And he's figured it out. I think Stan has figured out New York. He's figured out the fans, the pressure. Like he looked lost that first year. Yeah. But I but I think he's figured it out at this point. Yeah. Well, because you're just expected to come in and do it. And like it just it's not that easy. it's not the same as playing in front of seventeen people in my right. <laughs> right. But now it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. I think they will make him a low ball offer. He won't take it and he'll he'll play out the year. Yeah, I think it's a situation of it'll be something like you know, 150 over five, and he'll say no, and he'll be offered like every day. As someone who doesn't want him signed to an, a long term extension, every day that goes by is good for me. Um, because every day that he hasn't signed and they haven't formally presented gives less time for it. So I think, you know, the season starts on a Thursday. I think they're like next Monday or maybe next weekend, they're like, hey, let's sit down, let's talk. Here's what we got for you. Five, one fifty, maybe one sixty, maybe one seventy-five. You know, maybe they get him over that thirty because it's a a shorter thing. His agent comes back and goes, "Well, we're actually thinking, you know, thirty-five million a year for nine years. You know, because you always start because <laughs> right, you're always right. going to start. They're not going to start at like anything that could be reasonable." Yeah. And then the Yankees then go, yeah, you know, really, you know, you look at the roster. We want you to be a part of the team. You look at the earning potential, being a Yankee for life. You look at all the marketing opportunities that you don't get as an Oakland A and da, 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 da. Um, so like we could go, you know, we could do five at, you know, 175. And they go, well, I guess we're going to do it. And then it becomes, listen, we really wanted to keep him 
inflation's at nine percent. People losing their people losing their jobs because they had the same views that Aaron Judge had about vaccines and all this stuff. <laughs> and he said thirty four million dollars isn't enough for him to wear the pinstripes. So, you know, we tried. It's easy to paint him bad. And the other thing, again, what are the what are the odds that he's going to play 145 games again? Not very high. If he plays in 110 games and he misses a month with the calf, the hamstring, the quad, whatever, the, his leverage, his leverage, I think, is as high as it's going to be right now because he's coming off one of his only fully healthy seasons. He's yeah. had two two healthy seasons out of five. The odds are, if we wait and and he gets injured this year, we can get a better deal. This offseason, I just think it doesn't make business sense to do it now when his stock is arguably as highest it's ever been. Yeah. Yeah, this is the uh, – you know, I, as long as you don't get into like – there's so much like little ego stuff. Like with the Correa deal, he makes like $400,000 a year more than like the next yeah. contract or whatever. And I don't know. I mean I know that because like that just happened. I remember there was something with Bryce versus Machado. Like no one fucking cares. Cause I know Lindor and Tati, Lin, Tatis got three forty, so Lindor won at three forty one. It's all a dick measuring. Conference. Yeah, and it's just like this is whatever it is that you do right now. It's not like when Arod got two hundred fifty million. Like he was that dude for like six years, if not longer. Like nobody was topping that contract for long. Whatever it is that you do with this year, it's top next year. So like. That yeah, Juan Soto is going to crush whoever it, whenever he hits the market in like yeah. two, three years. He, he's going to crush whatever. Yeah, no. So we'll see. We'll see on Judge. That's a big money decision. A small money decision they made was bringing in Marwin Gonzalez, the former Astro. He plays, I think, every position. Yeah, he homered on Saturday or Sunday. He's, so what, what I think, think he did both. He's got two home runs. Okay. With so the other thing is the rosters they announced are expanded. Until like mid-May or late May. May 1st, I think. It's up to what, 29? 20, I thought it was 28. Yeah, so like two extra guys. So I think he's a lock to make that, to get one of those extra spots. So will Andujar as well? Do we have room for both of them, you think? I think you go extra pitcher because you can't do as much of the shuttling guys back and forth. But the interesting thing, though, like how they non-tendered Clint, right? And they just didn't offer him a contract. They tendered Andujar. You got to think they have some sort of plan for at least him being on the roster, right? If they were going to, I think they're paying him two or three million. I mean, Clint, Clint never did anything. And Duhar almost won a rookie of the year. Four um, years ago at there, this point. You, you try to, th- you know, he hit. Yeah. I mean, Aaron Judge until last year was healthy four years ago. Yeah. No. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. Maybe they think that there's something in it, but like he, really can't play the field. And I think it's pretty clear that like the offense is there. Like we have you've got Judge Stanton Gallo, you've got Rizzo, you've got Donaldson. You know, IKF plays, you know, he hit 281 last year. Like people complain about like, oh, you know, like because he's not gonna hit 40 home runs at the shortstop position. Um and then between DJ who's been looking good, Glaber's been looking good at the plate, like the we have enough offense. I think the Yankees have clearly made a shift in this offseason, you know, with the idea that no team has ever lost a game giving up zero runs. And so having that flexibility when it comes to infield and outfield, he can play shortstop because, you know, there is no situation where you want to see anyone that we currently have, you know, that's going to be on the big league roster at shortstop besides – you know, Falala, 
Yeah, no, I think what they're going to do is I think they'll have Glaber be the backup shortstop for the first whatever month. Two, I think it's going to be Marwin Gonzalez. I thought he could only play the corners. He started a shortstop the other day. Oh, he can't In his play first short. game, yeah, okay. he started short, hit a home run. I think the long-term plan is Peraza to be the backup because he's uh, he's apparently really good defensively. Yeah, but he he's already been sent to AAA camp. Okay, yeah, they, I they meant like maybe yesterday. the break or something. Yeah, yeah, so time. that's what I'm saying, like, from the extra, like, you don't, and Duhar adds nothing to this roster. He can't play shortstop. So even for that first month, like he yeah. can't play shortstop. He's the sixth outfielder, and he's right-handed. Yeah, you know, because Judge Gallo, Stanton, Hicks, uh, LaCastro. You'd rather have Marwin in the outfield. Yeah, um, there, you know, there really is no, there really is no spot. Yeah, I think that's why he hasn't been traded yet, is because the Yankees have no leverage on it. Just another guy that we could have sold high on that we didn't. Him, Clint, Davey. Cashman has really done a bad job of not of well, so cashing I, in on I got a little, a little back and forth after um, Glaber hit his home run today. Rich uh, from Bronx Pinstripes had tweeted, like, and some people wanted to trade Glaber. And I was like, I'm still open to it. Because, like, dude, no one is untouchable. And someone was like, well, what do you tra- What do you get back for Glaber? You know, he's 25, two-time all-star, three years of control. Yeah, but uh, starting pitching. Because guess what? We already have a second baseman. Like we, you know, we have an abundance of things. And then if you hold on to him, and I'm not saying we should trade him the way I say we should trade Judge. I'm saying we should be open to it. If they were like, hey, Glaber for Manaya, I, you got to consider it. Because if it goes from being a package of prospects to just Glaber. Oh, yeah. Now he's and- got a number two starter. For sure. And Glaber's inability to play short, even at a mediocre level, like the fact that he can't even be the 20th best. I mean, he fell over himself today at second base. Like he hasn't looked good at second base either. No, no. But that really killed his value. The fact that he can't even like fill in at short. I'm not asking him to be Ozzie Smith, but like he can't even do it adequately. That's that's disappointing. And he can't do it adequately on defense. And it hurts him on offense. Yes. Yeah. It's a whole mess. That, and that, that worries me. Like everybody's like, oh, he's back to second. Like he'll be fine mentally. To me, that's, that's kind of a red flag that, that it affected him that much. Yeah. And he has not been fine. Like he's making errors. No. And people point, I think he played second base and he hit like 300, but it was literally the last like 13 games of the season. Like no, nothing. And people are like, see, he went back to second and he mashed. I'm like, great. It was like 30 at bats. I watched him trip on a routine ground ball today, fall on his ass and roll a ball to first base. Like it's still a heart attack when the ball's hit to him. So I'm not saying trade him, but when you start to look at like the redundancies on the roster, whereas, you know, hey, Cole hasn't looked great, but like I trust Cole to, to figure it out, you know, and he's probably working through stuff. Sevy has looked terrible. Dude, he's getting lit the fuck up. Yeah, and like, hey, maybe he's still working on stuff, but it's a shorter spring train. What was he not working on on his own? You know, like the first start, it was like, all right, he's just trying to locate the fastball. But now we're like, what? you got two starts left? He had this alarming comment, too, where he's like, you know, I'm just happy to be healthy and be out here. It's like, I, I, I'm happy you're healthy, too, but I think the bar should be a little higher, man. Like, come on. Exactly. And, you know, Jordan Montgomery, like, yesterday, like, worked himself out of a jam. And people were like, look how he worked out of a jam. I mean, he's got 
a seven three six ERA. Like, yeah, he's just not fun to watch. I think because he works, he works very slowly, and he puts a lot of guys on base. He's not like a fun watch, Montgomery. Yeah. No, I mean, yeah, it's Ed Sevy's got five walks in three and two thirds innings. He has to get pulled in the first inning, then get sent out for the second because spring yeah, training. Bullshit. Yeah. yeah. But there's been a lot of good, like, nice surprises. Like, Devi has looked good this year. Heel has looked amazing, you know, so far. I'm not putting too much either way. Like, Sevy's season's not over. Heel isn't winning the Cy Young. I love but, Heel. I'm all in on Heel. Um, yeah, you were all in on Gary too, so. <laughs> uh, Two-time All-Star. Oh, Jesus. That's why – you know what? That's just another thing. I hate to go back to politics. This is why you can't let common people vote. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, and, you know, some of the guys like Wani Peralta has looked, you know, really good at times. Um, Chapman has looked good. Like, we're we're seeing some of the things that we need to see. Nestor has only made one appearance, so we need to see a little more out of him. Chad Green's arm's going to explode any day, but he's looked good. So, you know, these are all the things that you, you want to see happening. It does have to ramp up a little faster. I still think we need a pitcher. So in the back and forth, like when someone came out, I was like, I'd trade for pitching. And he's like, but we're talking about, you know, all the three years of control, duh, duh, 25, two-time all-star. Great. I mean, we've held on to other people for too long. That's Cashman's mo. A million, yeah. million print, and then he ends up cutting them and, and getting nothing. Yeah, no, I I feel good about the bullpen too. It's it's funny. I feel like the bullpens had this transformation where we used to have it used to be the Britton Chapman Green, and now we have guys like Clay Holmes and Jolie Rodriguez and Peralta that are like just as good as those guys. And I think we have a lot of depth in the pen. And oh, and Lawizek, I forgot Lawizek. He's the best one. Yeah, and there's talk of Chapman moving to the eighth inning. Yeah, what do you think about that? I am in favor of the, like, throw who you need to throw when you need to throw them. Um, but you have to be mentally strong of a person. Like, Andrew Miller. So Terry Francona did it with Andrew Miller. Andrew Miller doesn't, didn't give a fuck. Like, he was just out there to pitch, get guys out, doesn't matter the situation. You know, Chapman needs a clean inning. There's some ego to the ninth inning. He wants the flames going up on the scoreboard, which <laughs> they're not allowed to do unless it's a closer. So, right, right. Yeah, now, and uh, totally off topic of all the Yankees that only played like one season or two seasons, Andrew Miller was my favorite. I loved Andrew Miller when we had him. He was awesome. Andrew Miller, his, um, uh, like Jumbotron video and what they did when he was the closer was amazing. Scott's going to cut Johnny you Cash. Yeah, 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 that was awesome. So I actually went back to 2016 of um I I went back and forth with the guy who made the video who like did who runs the scoreboard and whatever and he wasn't able to sound uh send it to me and he had sent me a gif that he ripped from it and I sent him a message the other day and was like, "All right, so now that he's retired, can I I haven't talked to this guy since 2017." And I was like, "Yo, now they dropped, can I get that video?" And he hasn't gotten back to me. Oh man, he's ghosting you. Yeah, just but to yeah, like I tweet think that video. is more valuable in that in that like Andrew Miller role than as the closer cuz I think Lasagna is the best their best reliever at this point. And I think he's more valuable as the fireman. I think they call it. Yeah. I mean, I don't really give a shit who pitches the ninth. Like just as long as we win. So yeah. it, I think for a lot of these guys, 
there should be a message around, and especially I think, you know, having a guy like Donaldson helps because he just, he's an asshole. We're just like, yo, everyone needs to kind of check their ego. And yeah, we need, this team needs more assholes. Yeah. Let's check this ego and just like, if we need you to pitch the ninth, we need you to pitch the second. Doesn't fucking matter. You got to get the guys out who are in the box. Yeah. No, I, I agree. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Let's move to a topic that's definitely not played out and been discussed a billion times. Brett Gardner. Cashman said he's spoken with his agent, but he quote unquote likes what they have. Yeah, it's uh, it's done. This it's is done, done, right? Okay. This is done. Good. Good. Like there's people I see um I go on Reddit a lot because I just have all day to do nothing. And um Yankees Reddit for people on Yankees Reddit are psychopaths who know nothing about baseball. And it's just like, aren't the Yankees doing him dirty? You look at what we have. He is not one of the best 26 people. He's just not. Like, yeah. statistically, he's not. Oh, he's fast. Well, he stole four bases last year. Oh, well, he was only supposed to play 40 games, and he played, you know, 130. So, like, you know, they overused him. All right, well, if the, the job is to play baseball, if you can't play baseball, then you can't be on the baseball team. Very simple. The other argument with Gardner that people used to make is, oh, he can back up Aaron Hicks when Hicks inevitably gets hurt. But now we have Gallo going into the year. Who can do that? So it it just takes another chunk off of his value and the fact that he can't hit or play anymore. So I was relieved when I saw that. I don't – they need to move on. Yeah, and I mean that's another one. It's like the judge extension. Like every day that goes on, we're further and further away from it because we're talking about a 38-year-old man who is – I'm sure like he's staying in shape. Like he's in better shape than I am obviously, but we're weeks into camp. Yeah, no, it, it's taking time, and I'm sick of hearing about the leadership. The leadership stuff is is really starting to bother me. Like, I think I tweeted it the other day. Where was the leadership when the entire team was sulking in the second inning at Fenway Park in the wild card game? I I didn't see I didn't see him getting the guys up, rallying. I'm not seeing this leadership. It didn't seem to have much of an impact. So he never I'm led fine. us to a World Series. No, he, he was, was literally the pinch runner. He was yeah. the, it was like me in freshman year and, when I got called up to be a pinch runner. And so, like, that's what I've been saying. Um. About when people are like Tim LaCastro stinks. All right, well, Brett Gardner stinks. So, like, at, with the bat, if they're comparable, fine. But Tim LaCastro can go in, not as an outfielder. Stanton hits a double 
in the ninth inning, like just hammers the shit on one off the wall. Lacasha is the fastest person in Major League Baseball. Yeah, he can fucking move. So do you want a 38 going on 39 year old man who stole four bases last year and hit 221? Or do you want the literal fastest person available to do this job? I'm going to take the fastest guy. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. He's 29, too, whereas Gardner's 39 or 38, whatever. Yeah, Yeah. like he's not going to be an all-star. I'm not looking for an all-star. I'm looking for the last guy on the bench who can play a little defense if we need late in the game, steal a base. You know, I want when he he pinch runs, I want three throws over to first because you know he's fucking going. And that's what he is. Yeah. Now, I think the Gardner stuff is, is played out. It's done. And I think it's not having happening at this point. Sticking with the outfield, uh, Max Goodman, who is a beat writer for the team, tweeted that he saw they were doing drills with Hicks in left and Gallo in center. I love this. Gallo is way faster than Hicks. I think Hicks is a corner outfielder at this point. Uh, what do you think of that? Yeah. I mean, I think explore every option. I think we've seen Judge out in center field, I think, in in the spring already. I'd like to stay away from that, though, just because yeah. of how injury prone he is. I'd but rather I, throw Gallo out there. It's good from for a few reasons. Of One, you know, obviously we would rather have Gallo out there because if he breaks something, it's like, yeah, we, it's easier to move on if we end up signing Judge to an extension. But even if they're – the way they're doing it in drills, like his – Aaron Hicks is uh, a cool guy. People like him. He was on R2C2. So, like, you know. And what, what's their saying? Like, oh, we're, we all have some fuck you. And it's just yeah, yeah. so great. He's like, and you know I don't cuss a lot. And it was like, you said cuss. That's you, oh, you nerd. Yeah, um, for sure. And he's you know talking what? about having a 30-30 season. I was cracking up. It, that. It's insane. <laughs> I was like. I mean, what are we talking? Someone said he should just hope for a 2020. And I said, yeah, 20 games before the All-Star break and 20 games after. I've seen so many good jokes. The uh, 161 boys said for 30, 30, uh, 30 games played and 30 fly balls caught. Yeah, <laughs> that it's, was a good one. it's insane. You know who he's married to or engaged to? No. Tiger Woods niece. Really? Oh, that makes sense because he's a golf guy. Yeah. So he stole zero bases last year. He he stole four bases in 2020, and he stole one base in 2019. So 30 steals. Yeah. It's comical. All he has to do is do what he did in the last three seasons every combined every month for the entire season. Dude, this is a this guy's a criminal. T- like, all right, as a Yankee, 2016, he played in 32 games. 2017, he played in... 88 games 2018 he played in 137 games that was his one healthy season 2019 59 games 2020 was the shortened season he played in 54 and then 2021 32 games the guy just doesn't fucking play and when he does play he's not that good yeah but he hit that home run in that series we lost after we told after we told him to stay home (laughs) um yeah that gave me one great night i mean he's got 16 at bats this uh you know in spring training and he is uh, batting 250, um, and he's got one walk. So for you know, that's his thing. He sees a lot of pitches, draws a lot of walks. He's got four strikeouts. Uh, you should have seen the way he pimps his walks, man, because that's so cool. Yeah, you know, the way he tosses his bat after he gets walked. I mean, it is what it is. Like, I, I hope he turns it around. I think you know, you send him to left field for some drills. Maybe that lights a fire under. Like, you've got to you've got to play better on more than podcasts. 
Yeah, like I don't know in what world he comes in walking in there like he's got a spot after a season where he played in 32 games and hit 194. <laughs> yeah. Is that what was even his injury last year? A uh, wrist. A uh, wrist. He like tore his the wrist. sheath, the sheath yeah. of his wrist. <laughs> the sheath tendon. But yeah, he's had back, he's had hamstring, he's had quad, he's had oblique, and he's had Tommy John. I think he's had everything. Yeah. And and I've been shocked because we haven't heard about his back you know, playing some golf in Florida. Oh, right, right. Yeah, and he got the back injury from riding on a bus for an hour for a road spring training game. That's how he got the back injury. It's not the golf. <laughs> it's definitely not the golf. Yeah, it's, you know, it's it's not what you want. as a fit. And he's 32. Like now, you know, 32-year-old center fielder. Um, you know, he'll be 32 for pretty much the whole season. But – at 32, I, you know, it's it's tough to come back from all those injuries and then be like, I'm going to go 30-30. It's not like I'm getting back to 30-30. I'm going to – he's never stole more than 13 bases. Yeah, I don't know where And he did slow. that in 2015. He's not fast. Like, he's not a speedster when he no. runs. <laughs> yeah, it's coming from nowhere. I don't know what their plan is in center field. I don't know if they're just hoping he can, like, do it. For another year or two, and then they just think Dominguez will be ready, but they they need a center fielder. Yeah. I mean, we need like someone from the minor leagues has to pan out. I mean, we sent Florial down. Um he I mean, he struggled in triple A anyway, so he needs the everyday at bats. And he can't really hit he can't really hit breaking pitches. Yeah. So he needs the everyday at bats and and you see, but I mean, even Dominguez, like the hype around Dominguez has diminished some. It's it's funny because it's gone down as Volpe's has gone up. It's been like one of those inverse charts. Yeah. And so now Volpe's got the pressure. Like where – like Dominguez, I, is he going to play in single A this year? He's going to start at high A. Is that single A or is that – I mean it's fucking A. It's not it's, double A. They're not saying double double in front of it. It's the one in uh, – not West – Hudson Falls. Yeah. It's like upstate, yeah. Yeah, like I don't know. I feel like – because what's he, 19 now? Yes. Yeah, I mean, like the best nineteen-year-olds are either in the big leagues or in Double A. Yeah, and so like maybe he moves up to Double A fast. Yeah, you know, if if he's in Double A come June, great. Yeah, but otherwise, it starts to turn into a Gary Sanchez situation. Gary Sanchez didn't exist at one point. It was like we just heard this name for forever, and then you know he turned out to be what he was. But you know, we signed him at. You know, he was in the minor leagues for like six years. Yeah, they signed him at 16 in 2009. Yeah. And he came up in 2016 or 2015 for like an at-bat. For one – yeah, like one game. Right, right. Yeah, in, <laughs> Ch- in Chicago. And then went back down. Yeah, no, I don't uh, – it's going to be a while for him. But, dude, the pressure they are putting on – the pressure that they are putting on this Volpe kid. I feel bad for this poor bastard. I, I mean, I – it's not them. It's the media, and it's the media in New York. And like, if you're going to be shortstop for the Yankees, you know, there's going to be the pressure. But it is them to an extent. Their player development guys are raving. Every, they're all raving about him. Cashman's raved about him. Well, and, what are they going to do? How- say something bad about him? Like it's no, not but with Dominguez. They they do the opposite with Dominguez. With Dominguez, they temper the expectations. They say he's young. You know, we got to wait. With with Volpe, they talk about how he's got these off the charts intangibles and feel for the game and. Slow clock and well, Volpe is going to start the season in Double A, and like a lot of the best players are in Double A for a good amount of time, and then hardly in any Triple A because once you get to Triple A, if you've got it, you've got it, and 
you know, Dominguez is in high A after getting like six at bats in A last year. So, you know, like that's the job. Like part of the job, like the fun part of the job is playing baseball in Yankee Stadium. The the hardest part of the job, and it sounds crazy to say, like the hardest part of the job is not fielding ground balls and hitting pitches in Yankee Stadium wearing pinstripes. The hardest part is being, I mean, the shortstop for the Yankees is dealing with the media. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I'd agree with that. And, and, and he's local. He's from North Jersey. He's from North Jersey. The second, like, he's going to have to, and like, I don't know anything about his personal life, but like every jerk off he's ever met is going to, you know, be hitting him up. His phone's going to blow up. What? What is he, 19 years old? I think he's 20. He's 20. Great. The guy tries to go, he can't go to Hoboken because everyone uh, he grew up with, with just moved there. Right, Back right. in the day, Cano and Melky Cabrera used to just be like in an Escalade outside fucking bars in Hoboken, just doing like who wants to get in? You can't. He, this guy can't do that. Like he's gonna, he should live at home with his parents, um, to stay out of trouble. Like he's got the pressure around the hype for him right now is literally the least of the problems he's gonna have coming up. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. I'd even think about like people hitting him up for tickets and. To hit tickets and, and oh, just business ideas yeah. like, oh, yeah, we should do it. We should open, you know, what we should do a oh, Volpe. We should open a chicken parm shop, you know, and the oh, people want it after they come out of this club. Like, it's going to be all shit like that. And he's just got to focus on playing and he doesn't get. So if you think about judge has had to deal with it, but like Glaber, Gary, Sevy. All these young guys could lean on the, like, I don't speak a lot of English. And now you see them at times speaking English, you know, when they want to, but they can, they can lean on that. Volpe has, you know, Volpe's going to have to stand there and answer questions. He doesn't have a shield. And, you know, sometimes the translators, I'm sure, help, like, you know, there's that extra second to think they can shift some of the message at times. Um, so like this guy, he's going to be out there. And if you're going to be a shortstop for the Yankees, then. Be the shortstop for the Yankees. That's the job. Yeah, no, you're right. You're right. Who do you think is going to have the job of the leadoff hitter this year? Because that's something that's up in the air. Yeah, I mean, I really like – so I really – I like DJ leading off. I mean, DJ puts together good at-bats. I think he – if he gets out, he's the type of player who comes back to the dugout having learned something to share with the rest of the lineup. Um, the way he'll slap the ball the other way to the outfield. I mean, when he's hit leadoff, leadoff for us before, he's been really good. Um, but it's a matter of like, where is he going to play? You know, he should just, he should be the starting second baseman. Yes. My ideal team has hit my opening day lineup would have him at second base, Glaber at DH and Hicks on the bench with Gallo, Stanton and Judge in the outfield. That, yes. That's what I would do. Yes. Um, they won't though. <laughs> no, that's the problem. And like you wish they would. Um, but yeah, they're not necessarily going to commit to that. And because again, they're, you know, we've got all the egos and yeah. So, it, you know, it's just kind of a pain in the ass that we can't put the best guys in the best position. But then also at the same time, like great standing out there opening day, there's an off day. Maybe he could play Saturday, you know, but then he'll have to be off Sunday. 
Yeah, it's it'll it'll rotate. I don't know who I want at leadoff, honestly. I think Rizzo. I I like the idea of Rizzo, but then that's kind of a waste of his left-handed bat because you know they want to break him up. Yeah, middle of the order. If Rizzo was right-handed because he puts together a guy like professional at bats, yeah. But you need you need the lefty in the lineup to like in the middle to break it up some. I think I do like having Judge and Stanton. Back to back, though, like I like uh, like how, you know, whether it was Sheffield and A-Rod or Ortiz and Manny, where you just stack your two best, you know, your two best hitters, your biggest boppers back to back. Um, I, but for the other guys, I see breaking it up. Yeah. Well, so you, you go like DJ Judge Stanton, um, Gallo, Glaber, and then Rizzo, Rizzo, IKF. The rest well, of the schmucks, yeah. Hicks. I mean, you're talking about the team leader in home runs, Higgy, as one of the schmucks. <laughs> Dude, that's another thing, man. We we don't have a catcher. The catching position scares the shit. Like, nobody's really talking about that. Like, You can't have an all-star really, we, at every position. The guy's got three home runs in spring training. Yeah. I, like, I, it, I, at I, a certain point, like, it is what it is. You hope for an upgrade, but, like, we've built – enough around it. Part of the, the sport is now is just like you got to get to the playoffs and be hot. Um, but a lot at, of holes for $250 million though. Oh, yeah. Well, that's because Brian Cashman stinks at his job. I know. I know. I know. And like uh, I'm looking it up. DJ is a 297 batting average leading off with a 356 uh, on base percentage. He's a little better in the second position. I just don't think this lineup uh, – Suits him in the second position, um, you know, unless you were going like if Hicks is batting lefty and eating one in his thigh to get on base, <laughs> then DJ, then, but then you're going three righties in a row. I mean, you're going three righties in a row anyway. That reminds me, Boone loves batting Hicks third, and I just feel like you can't do that anymore. Like, that has to end. No, well, I mean, that's before we had Gallo. Um, that's true. That's true. Because even like up, Voight yeah. hit all those home runs, but he was a six hitter. Yeah. You know? Um. Yeah, I I just think it's the the lineup has changed, but yeah, I mean, you wish you had one more lefty in there somewhere. You do, you do, and and Gallo, he's a lefty, but he just he strikes out so much. If he, I just, I feel like for him, I, can you just hit two thirty? Like you can't hit one. Like I think he hit one eighty five as a Yankee last year. You you got to give me at least two fifteen. 220. I think anything in the ones is just unacceptable. I don't care how often he gets on base or how many homers he hits. Joey Gallo hitting 230. If you tell me Joey Gallo is going to hit 230, World Series. Easy. Yeah. And like how pathetic is that? Easy. <laughs> he's a, he's a, he hit 160 for us. He's a 206 career hitter. In 2019, he hit 253. He hit 160? Oh for the God. Yankees. Yeah. It's so terrible. So he he raises his batting average 40 points and he's still at 200. He's got to hit higher than 160 though. Yeah. I mean, I think because he, he hit 223 in Texas last year. I think like there, you know, there was an adjustment and I'm not making excuses for the guy because for the amount of money you make and what you do for a living and all that shit, like, yeah, you come the new, you know, you just come and you play. He obviously, uh, couldn't just do that. So now, like, hey, you know exactly what you're walking into. He's projected to hit 211. If he got it up to like 230, like th- that's dangerous. Yeah, that'd be great. I mean, I mean, and he led the league in walks last year. He also led the league in strikeouts. 
It's like Ryan How it's like watching Ryan Howard. Yeah, he, he really is. It's just the, the lack of bat to ball skill. It's I think it's just like people say, Oh, the analytics, the war it's for me it's just a tough watch. Like watching guys whiff on pitches right over the middle. It's just tough for me to watch. Yeah, because it's a it's a flail. Like it's yeah. just you know, you're watching at home and you're like, you're pulling your front side out, like you never sit a chance at that pitch. Oh, exactly. And with Judge and Stanton, they strike out, but it's like they're chasing nasty sliders down in a way. It's a little bit more understandable. Gallo's no. just whiffing on balls down the middle. Yeah, Gallo whiffs on balls down the middle, but Judge and Stanton, it's always – it's like you know it's a slider away. It's always a slider away. I know. I know. Yeah, Gallo, it's, it's going to be really interesting to see if he just can't handle New York at all or if he just needed that one year to adjust because he definitely seemed like a guy that wasn't comfortable. I mean, I saw him do an interview where he was like, I've been trying to figure it out for 30 years. And it's just like, oh, that's not what I want to fucking hear. <laughs> he's still only he's still only 20. Yeah, that's why I'm concerned he's been trying to figure it out for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but But yeah, I mean, and in terms of spring training – Saturday, got he homered, Judge homered, Marwin homered. I don't know if you want to talk about the spring spring training results. Pretty meaningless. No, I mean we're we've been losing games. I'm yeah. seeing like I, I don't know about you. Are you watching a lot of spring training games? I'm watching like an inning or two of I'm not yeah. sitting down for I can't yeah. do it. I can't it's just like there's too much coming up. We had my daughter had her first play date and they you know, so the parents came over. Oh, that's big. Okay, a little meet and greet. It's the first time like we've wow. met. We've met other people. Okay, you know, like that. You know, in here, and they moved. You know, not long after we did. And um, I was like, yeah, you know, pretty big Yankee fan. And the guy's like, oh, you know, I, uh, you know, originally from Dallas, lived in the Princeton, like, but moved to like Princeton as a kid. Uh, you know, worked up there for a while, listened to a lot of WFAN. So, like, I like the Yankees. You know, he's like, I'm not really a baseball fan, but, like, listen to a lot of fan. I like the Yankees. And I was like, yeah, so it's a little different from me. And then uh, in my office, I was like, I have one TV, and then underneath it, there's one, like, facing the wall because it's it broke. I was like, yeah, I got to get a new one. He was like, why do you need two TVs? And I was like, well, because I also like my marriage. And he was like, I think I'm just, like, missing it. I'm like, listen, on, you know, Monday night, my wife wants to watch what we didn't watch on Sunday night. You know, we watch like, you know, whatever HBO show together. But the Yankees are also playing the Royals, and I'm not going to miss that. <laughs> I always tell people that, that the double box setup is the key to a happy relationship if yeah. you're a diehard sports yeah. fan. Yeah. And, and like, you know, you hit a point where you're like, I can, I can watch it on mute. Like, I'm doing a lot for this relationship. Yeah, for me, we have like a really good system where like a big like a big game. If Cole's pitching against the Red Sox, like I'm yeah. getting the sound. Yes, but if it's a Tuesday night game and we're playing the Orioles and Tyone's pitching and she really wants to watch something, like she she'll get the big. If Cole's pitching against the Red Sox, the game's on every TV in the house in case I need to get a drink of water. I don't want to miss right, a pitch. Right, right, right. Like yes. that, you know, that's how that works. But and you know, and you know, she's into it too. I mean, I've seen Jamie like. You know, just be like, yeah, like, I, you know, she's a fan. Oh, she yeah. gets into it. Yeah. Yeah. Does she, did she grow up loving baseball? No, but she loves a person who does. You learn about it. She read the Zach Hample book, right? Yeah. 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 You know, that'll, that'll change your life. But yeah, it's just like, ah, you know, it's, just, it's a little different around here. And yeah. So I can't watch the spring training games because it's like, I already know yeah. I have so much coming up in terms of watching games and driving the games and all that shit. Um, but 
I don't know. You know, I see some of our guys look good. Offensively, we look good. There's some struggles on the mound. The pitchers are going to be behind the hitters, I think, across the league, just in terms of ramp up time. Oh, yeah. Similar to what we saw in early, you know, in 2020 when, when it started. So I don't worry too much. Then there are some games like today's game, like I'm checked out, you know, by the second inning. And then it's like I'm getting alerts and the names of people who are hitting home runs. I don't even know them. And so I don't even keep watching. I'm like, oh, wow, we're really getting blown out because I keep seeing, I just see like, boom, home run, but I don't even read the full push notification. It's like, oh, we're up 10-1. And I'm like, oh, those are our guys? We have those guys? Because it's like, once it's the fifth inning, I don't know anybody. Yeah, one of, was it Ronald Guzman or somebody? I was like, I have never heard of this guy. Yeah. Like, they, that guy just coming off the street, did they do like a, uh, like a lotto to get to play? <laughs> you mentioned the ramp up. I saw something Boone made a comment like Cole might only be ramped up to go 50 to 60 pitches on opening day because they said he kind of ramped up too quickly when they did the summer camp thing in 2020. And he was like kind of tired at the end of the year. So they're going to they're going to build him up more slowly. But we might only see like three, four innings of him on opening day. I'm just like tired of hearing excuses because at the same time, like I know, hey, it's a different person, but like. Max Scherzer went out through five innings in his first spring training appearance and then came in in relief in his second one and got a six out, a six inning save. Yeah, he's an animal. And I do want a little bit more of that, like out of Cole. Cole, he, Cole's not as rugged and, and like savage as Scherzer is. He's a private school kid. He's, you know. Yeah. I mean, Scherzer may like beat a cab driver to death living in New York, you know, like. An Uber driver just takes a turn he doesn't like. Like, you have, like, Scherzer's going to stay healthy, but, like, he could end up in prison. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, he almost tried to fight Girardi last year when he had him yeah. checked for uh, the pine tar. Yeah. What are they doing with that, by the way? Apparently, I haven't even, like, read the articles. Like, they found a loophole late in the season, so, like, guys are still getting away with it. So, like, they're going to check him even more now. I thought there was some agreement where they, they were going like, to formulate – there's a hum. There are now going to be. There's going to be a humidifier in every ballpark that the balls are going to stay in. So it's not. Um, and so my understanding is like that just makes the ball go further. So they didn't pull the trigger on every team having the same machine that was set to the same thing, and every ball got like the same amount of like stickiness. So. We'll see. I mean, these guys will make $30 million and complain that their fingers are slippery. Right, right. Oh, for sure. For sure. So you got anything else? No. I mean, I'm just – I'm over spring training. Like, I'm ready for games. Uh, we're, I think we're at, like, the 10-day weather forecast now. Yeah, it's al- almost there. Almost there. I'm glad it's not. I'm glad it's not this week. It's fucking freezing. Yeah, this weather is bullshit. <laughs> it has really been, like, bullshit today. It was, like, 25 this morning. Yeah, I was driving to go pick up my daughter from daycare, and it was snowing. So I've got until next Wednesday. We're almost there. And it's got 55. I'll take 55. I mean, if we get like a 62, oh, God, it'd be fucking beautiful. Dude, I'll take anything clear. It it rains. I feel like every opening day it rains. I could use a little warmth. Yeah. I use a little bit of warmth. Because I also have to drive, so I can't get like – I can't like drink my warmth. Right, right. That's true. You know, um, but yeah. Let's see if we, what we got on the on weather.com app. 
What a we great. We have an extended 14 day. I've got, I've, I've got the same 55, 54 on Wednesday, but then as I said, as I went up, 62. Wow. 62 Thursday, 62 Friday. That'd be great. You give That'd me a, like awesome. a 62 degree first pitch. That's nice. That's dream. That's dreams. I don't have to. I don't have to drink a hot chocolate. I don't have to do one hot chocolate. That'd be great. Because the key excited. is like we're gonna we're gonna get up there. Like we'll talk privately about like the game plan. But like I gotta get up there and get like a shot of Jameson and a beer. You know, early. So yeah, we got a buzz going early. All right. Well, I have to drive, so I gotta watch the buzz. You know. Yeah. yeah. Get it early. Get it early. I just. Know? I probably just won't drink in the stadium. <laughs> Just, yeah, that works. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll talk. We'll talk as soon as this is over about those uh, logistics. Yeah, we'll figure that out. So uh, yeah, you can follow Nick on Twitter at nkirbyny. Follow me at JJ from the Bronx. Follow the show at George's Box Pod. Maybe we'll tweet. Who gives a shit? Uh, tell your friends. We like having fun here, telling jokes, trying to trade Judge. Um, if we don't see it opening day, opening day, we are going to be in section one thirty-two. We'll be at Billy's in the morning. Um, yeah, if we don't see you there, we'll see you at the parade. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.